welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited that you would join us today and hope you're encouraged by the message you hear. If you'd like to know more, visit our website, highway.com.au. Amen, John. Yeah, put your hands together. Take your seats. Thanks, Mike. I want you to listen to those words. I want those to go over and over and over in your head. Because you know what I love about the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is always focused forward. It's always focused forward. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've been through, in God there's always hope, amen? In God there's always hope. And I've always had the belief that, you know, whatever has been broken, All we have to do in God is to pick up the pieces of what's left and build from here. And build from here. I love that. There's hope in that. I mean, the total theme of the second half of the book of Ezekiel, it talks about that. It talks about a message of restoration. It talks about a message of reconciliation. And it spurred hope in the hearts of the people because he wasn't done with them yet. He wasn't done with them yet because God has a plan for his kingdom and everyone who believes. God has a plan. God has a plan. So I can tell you today it's not hopeless. It's not hopeless. All you have to do is get in the flow of his plan for your life. Let's have a look at Ezekiel chapter 47. Going to read verse 1 to 6. It says, The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple. I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside of the outer gate facing east. And the water was trickling from the south side. As the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand, he measured out of a a, a, a thousand cubits. He then led me through the water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to my waist. He measured off another thousand, but now... It was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen and was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? I know we've read that passage of scripture probably 20 times so far this year. But there's a foundational truth that we have to grab a hold of for our our lives and for our generations. Because it doesn't matter where we're stuck or what has taken place in in our life because God has a plan. Those first six verses were just the, the outfolding of a plan, of a plan that God had for his people, his nation. 
And you can see the, the journey from trickle to full immersion. Trickle to full immersion. What started with something that was incredibly small became so overwhelming and brought such great blessing. It got bigger and better, bigger and better, bigger and better every step of the way on the God plan for the nation. Bigger than we can imagine. Time to bring out Jeremiah 29, 11. <laughs> for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. It's obvious that we're in an amazing season right now. An amazing season in God. God is preparing us for what is to come. This isn't the, the hill, this is the summit. He's preparing us for what is to come and I believe that we're entering into a time of the glory of God like we have never seen. The darker the world gets, the brighter the church becomes. Amen? Don't be shocked about that. Don't look at the world and shake your head and say, man, I've never seen it this bad. Yeah, but you've never seen it this good. Amen. God has never been this good. And I believe we're entering into that time, but, you know, we must, and number one today, we must take the opportunity. To take the opportunity in, in verse one there, I, I love it because it says, he, he brought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold. He saw water coming out. May not have been much. Might have been just, just a little trickle, but it was a start. I mean, if he'd looked at that threshold and it was just stone, bone dry, you could say it's hopeless. It's hopeless. Bone dry, there's nothing, there's nothing there. But he saw a trickle. He saw a flow begin. Something was happening. Something was moving. There was life beginning to spring out of the stone from the temple. Might have been a trickle, but it was a start. It was a start. And you had to look at where the people were at in this time. You had to look at where they were at. They were lost. They were in exile. They were without hope and without a future. They were beaten. Anybody ever felt like that? Just beaten. Done. That's where they were at. They, were, they had no hope, no future. But now something was about to change. Something was about to change. All of a sudden, an opportunity, an opportunity began to present itself. And he could see it. He could see it. It was just a trickle. It was just a trickle, but it was a start. It was a beginning. John 10.10, 10, you know my favorite scripture, and I'll never stop declaring it, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you would have life and have it to the full. A promise of God for everyone who is a believer in Jesus Christ. A promise in God. You know, think, well, that, that's just a start. Probably wonder why I preach that scripture a lot. Because it's a declaration. 
I see opportunity in it. I see opportunity in it every time I speak it. It's a promise of God for all. It tells me it's not hopeless. Tells me it's not hopeless. It tells me that God has a plan and he will never give up on me. He's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with me yet. God has a plan. Take hold of the opportunity there. It just might be a little trickle. But take hold of that opportunity. Start to get a bit excited. Start to let faith begin to rise up from within you. Because you've seen him do it before, but you'll see him do it again. And it'll be greater this time. We declare it. Might only just be a thought that you get. You ever had those thoughts during the day and you're thinking, you know, if God is for me, who can be against me? Who's ever thought that? And said, you know, if God is for me, who can be against me? What, what, what? If God is for me, creator of heaven and earth, that's not a thought, that's a declaration. That's a promise. Amen? That's a fulfillment of the God plan upon my life. He's not finished with me yet. If God is for me, nothing is going to be against me. Amen. There's a trickle right there. There's a trickle. A beginning, an opportunity. We can dismiss that or we can rise in faith and be strengthened by the truth. It's not hopeless. All you may see in your hands today is just some broken pieces. We can build from here. We can build from here. We've got something to start, something to build with, an opportunity before us. We take the opportunity that God is giving us and then number two, we flow with the plan today. We flow with the God plan. In verse one and two, we read that, that he brought me back to the entrance of the temple and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east. Listen to it. For the temple faced east. Then the water was coming down under the south side of the temple. Trying to get a picture of this, right? Get a picture of this in your mind. South side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate. Then he led me around to the outside of the outer gate facing east. And then the water was trickling from the south side. Are you confused? I'm a little bit dizzy right now. A little bit dizzy right now. And the man went eastward with the measuring line and in his hand and, and he measured off a thousand cubits and we know we go right to that until they reached the river. They reached this amazing river. And, you know, <laughs> one minute he's heading east and then south, then north, then, then east again, then a trickle and a flow and knee-deep way out to a river. And I don't know, it, it sounds a bit confusing to me. I wonder if Ezekiel was like, mate, where are you going? I mean, you said follow you. That's cool, but flip. Where, where, up here, down here, round here, up, down. Just had to follow the plan. Don't have to understand what it looks like. Don't have to understand, you know, three or four steps ahead. You, you, you just got to follow the plan that's ahead of you right now. The God plan. Ezekiel followed it faithfully, obediently, step by step, turn by turn, and it led to the river. 
of life. It led to an incredible abundance. And it was totally against the culture of the day. He followed the man of God obediently. And it was totally against the culture. The culture that had been for generations. Listen, listen to Ezekiel chapter 2, verse 3. It says, Son of man, I'm sending you to the Israelites, to a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been in revolt against me. This is God talking. They have been in revolt against me to this very day. Wow, the faithfulness of God. The faithfulness of God. Here were the people of promise. The people that had God, that were God's chosen. And it says for generations that they had rebelled against him. They turned their backs on the God plan for their lives. And it all went to custard. Over and over and over in Scripture you read the same pattern where God restores and blesses his people and they, and they reign supreme for a season and then they start to think, nah, I think I'll do it my way. I think, I think we'll just do it the way that we think it should be done. And it goes to custard. God brings an opportunity for a brand new start. <laughs> I love that. All they had to do was follow the God plan, they win. It's that simple, folks. Follow the God plan, they win, but they rebelled against it. It's the same for us today. It's the same for us today. It, it, it works exactly the same. God has the best plan for you to live the best life. He does. That's his nature. He can't help it. He just wants to bless. He wants to build. He wants to, you know, bring victory in your life. And the word gives us the steps to follow. But as soon as we rebel... As soon as we say, no, 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 I, I don't know if I believe that. I, th I think I'll do it my way. It doesn't sound quite right to me. It doesn't line with the culture and the philosophy of the generation that I live in. No, no, we, we follow the plan. We follow the plan. See, sadly, many people want God's plan, just not God's way. <laughs> is that truth? It's truth, isn't it? If we're going to mature, if we're going to grow this year, we need to hear the truth. And it's the same for every single one of us in this room today. We have an opportunity to embrace a God plan for our life and it will go along. I tell you, you build momentum. It just gets better and better and better and better. And you get that momentum going, you think, flip, life is good. And then all of a sudden, one decision, one rebellion. Oh, can I say that? Is that offensive? Yeah. I hope so. 
I hope you get a little offended because you remember it. All of a sudden, one rebellion, and you know it. You know it before you make that decision. You know it. And you put a stick in the spokes, and the momentum dies. Just dies. And then you've got to go and start again. Start, start building again. Pick up the pieces. Here we are. Start building again. But the good news is that no matter what, God will continue to help you build. He'll continue to bring the victory. Get back on the plan and it works. You know, it's the same. It's all through history, all through the Bible. It's, it's, the, it's the number one enemy to your best life is rebellion. Number one enemy. You know, the Tower of Babel, it's always a reminder to me that, you know, I, I used to wonder why, why did they use pitch or tar instead of mortar? You know, you have bricks and mortar and they were building a tower. They, 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 they said in their arrogance, they said, let, let us build a tower for ourselves to the heavens. In other words, we can, we can build our own way to heaven. We don't need God. But they remembered a few generations before, they remembered the flood. They remembered the generations before that said, no, we're going to do it our way. And God said, buy a snorkel. (laughs) Buy a snorkel, people. That would have been a good business investment right there. (laughs) Snorkel manufacturer before the flood. And they remembered that, see, they remembered that. They're like, yeah, okay. We know how God works. We're going to do it our way, but we're going to waterproof the tower. We're going to waterproof the tower. So if he does that flood thing again, we're we're covered. We're good. Can't have one without the other. God's plan is achieve God's way. God's plan is achieve God's way. You can't have one without the other. But when you do, do it God's way, step by step, the plan unfolds. And as you follow the plan, I've got to tell you that the greatest blessing, the greatest blessing from that momentum is the result, number three. Look at verse 12 in this passage of Scripture, verse 12. It says, fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both sides of the river. Their leaves will not wither nor will their, their fruit fail. Every month they will bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. This was way beyond anything they deserved. Amen. Way beyond, way beyond anything that they deserved. A rebellious people given an opportunity for a brand new start. But I've got to tell you, that's, that's a good news message. That's the gospel right there for each and every one of us. And verse 12 speaks about a supernatural abundance. A supernatural abundance. See, I love the fact that every month the trees bore fruit. Now, I don't think in the natural they do that, do they? I don't, I'm not a farmer person. <laughs> Matter of fact, I think I kill everything I water. I don't know if you, I don't think it produces every month. It's got to be supernatural. It's got to be production, a result in ways that we don't understand. 
But God does it. God does it. I've seen it over and over again. I'm still amazed. God does it. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, What no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Honestly, folks, I reckon we are missing out. We are missing out on the, the absolute best that God has for us. I believe every one of us are not, are not reaching everything that God has for us. I know there's more. I know there's more in God for us. And there's this supernatural increase that we need to tap into. I love that, to get that momentum back, to get that momentum back, to get that flow back, to get that movement back in your life, you know, and it, it just becomes effortless after a while. We have to make a decision. It doesn't matter how many pieces you've got. It doesn't matter how many pieces you've got left. We build from here. We build from here. We tap into the God plan. We follow every step that he lays out. We call upon the supernatural of God to bring the increase and abundance and we build from here. Brand new start. I wanna leave you with a word picture today. I woke up Thursday morning with this image on my mind. This. How many know what that is? There's a few? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. It lifts my heart every time I think about it. It's the Japanese art of Kitsui. Did I say that right? Kitsui? What is it, darling? Kintsui. Kinsui. Flippin' Japanese, it's hard. I mean, I speak New Zealand, Australian, American, English, but Japanese, that's really hard. Kintsui. I tell you what it means. It means joined with gold. That's what it means. That's the translation in English or Aussie, whatever. Joined with gold. It's the Japanese art of repairing broken things, of putting pieces back together. It says here, traditionally, gold, liqueur, uh, gold lacquer is used to join all the broken pieces back together, creating a more beautiful object with a greater value. That's the gospel, church. That's you and me. That's our opportunity. That's the God plan. He will take the brokenness and, and He will bring the pieces together and make them more valuable than it was before. All we have to do is to take the opportunity, follow the plan and live in the result. How many wouldn't want that today? That's, that's a promise for every believer Every believer, if, you say, if you've said yes to Jesus, that's a promise for you. 
And, and I think it's sad to think that there may be people in this room today that you've never said yes to Jesus. Or maybe you did a long time ago and you know what? You, you decided to do it your way and it kind of went to pieces. Maybe you need to say yes again. Have a brand new start. I don't know who you are today, but you need to know that eternity is real. Eternity is real. It's in, it's, God created us with a, a eternity in our heart. We were created by God, not some big bang. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. We were created by design. And there's a place in our heart that only God can fill and the, and the world will try and fill it with all sorts of stuff. But you and I know when you put your head on that pillow at night, it's got nothing to do with stuff. Something missing. Something empty inside. It's the Creator. It's the one who has a God plan for your life. But He respects your will. He won't, he won't force it on you. He'll give you an opportunity to say yes. Because He doesn't want you by force or fear or coercion. He wants you to make that decision. You to come to yourself and go, you know what? Is there a better life for me? You bet there is. There's a far better life. And it'll feel foreign at the start because it did for me. I never believed it possible till I said yes to Jesus. And I tell you what, it was awkward at the start. I've got to tell you, I was so foreign to a better way of living. I almost, you know, had this sabotage mentality of, it was a little bit uncomfortable, you know, being happy. A little bit uncomfortable having something to live for. Never had that before. So I said yes, and he filled that eternal hole in my heart. And I want that for you. I'm going to pray for you today. Whether you're about to say yes or you said yes a long time ago, and, and as I said before, you've you need to say yes again. I want to pray for you today. This is really important. And I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to ask you to raise your hand in a minute. And then I'm going to ask you to step out of your seat and come down here and I'll pray for you here. And, and you're going to feel a little bit embarrassed. You're going to be, but I'll tell you what, there's going to be hundreds of people in this room that are going to cheer and shout and champion you on. Because we've all done that. You say, why do I have to leave my seat? The best way I can explain it is that there's, there's something about stepping out. There's something about breaking through. There's something about destroying the, 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 the comfort zone and stepping into something new, something that's alive, something that's future, something that has a hope and a purpose. And that might feel a bit foreign to you, but it's really important that you do make that step. 
you're bold enough to put your hand up, then please be bold enough to step over that line. Is that you? Let me ask you today, right across this room, from the left to the right, I'm going to ask you to put your hand up. And when I, when, I, when I ask you to do that, I just want you to be bold and go, yep, that's me. That's me. Are you ready? You ready? You're sitting here if that's you. Come on, right now. Straight up. Where are you? Hands straight up. Brand new start. Come on, let me see it. Let me see it in this room today. Let me see it in this room today. Where are you? Come on. Did I spook you by telling you I'm going to bring you down the front? Come on, let me pray for you. Where are you? Brand new start. Let's put the pieces back together better than it's been before. Better than it's been before. We're going to pray for the whole congregation in a minute. But I don't want you to miss out on that. If you don't know him, he can't do anything. You tie his hands. Don't miss this opportunity. Where are you right now? Come on, give me a wave. I know you're here. I feel it. Turn to your partner or, the, or that person beside you, you know, and say, yep, that, that's me. That's me. Come on, then come on. I'll come down with you. You don't have to come alone. There'll, there'll be many coming. I know this happens. Where are you? Quick, straight up. Let me see it. Brand new start. Brand new start. Come on, where are you? Last time I'll wait, I'll wait. Well, that surprises me. Honey, I want you to come up. We're going to pray for these people. Did you do that? And I'll put you on the spot, but you come up. We're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for these broken pieces to come together. We're going to pray for them to be better and stronger and more valuable than they've ever been before. We're going to build from here. Why don't we all stand together today? Come on up, darlings. I'm going to pray for a brand new start. I want you, if you will, while Annie prays, I want you to hold your hands in front of you like this, like this. We've all got broken pieces in our lives. We're going to make a declaration today. We build from here. We build from here. He's not done with us yet. Amen. He's not done with us yet. We're going to build from here. Amen. Come on, honey, why don't you pray? Lord, we thank you that you are our Saviour, our Redeemer, yeah. but you are also our Restorer. And so, Lord, as we give to you, O oh God, our lives in this season right now, in this defining moment right now. I think yeah. as I pray in this moment about where the people had been traveling with the crowds have been traveling with Jesus and Jesus had compassion upon them because they'd grown weary in the journey. They had grown hungry and they had nothing to yeah. eat. And he instructed the disciples and he said, pick up the fragments. Yeah. And the fragments were picked up and 12 baskets were filled and they were blessed of the Lord. And so today, as we stand in this moment right now, come we on. give to you what might seem to some the fragments that are left, the remains that are left. And so God, we ask you today that there would be a blessing upon that which we give to you that there would be a 
supernatural grace upon it, God, that You would do something with the fragments and the remains, oh God, even though we look at the brokenness as Byron demonstrated both in word and in image today, the Japanese pottery in our in our minds, we think about throwing away broken things, bro- throwing away broken pieces, things that have been tarnished and damaged. But God, just like the potter's wheel in, yeah. Jeremy, in, in yeah. Jeremiah 18, oh God, the clay that was marred and flawed, oh God, it was not discarded with it. It was just put back on the potter's wheel. And so God, today, oh God, our lives in this moment right now, we say, God, we're on the potter's wheel and we thank you for it. God, that you are doing something with these earthen vessels. You are doing something, oh God, with the clay. And we thank you, Lord, that you've not just you've not moved away from the brokenness or the flawed or the uh, damaged places in our lives, but rather, God, by your grace, you put the pieces back together, joined by grace, touched by grace again. And so, Lord, would you do something with our individual lives? God, would you bring us into the greatest days that we've ever seen? Would you do something with our personal lives, with our church? I pray in the land right now. God, that your mighty touch of the Spirit would touch every life in this room, touch every life online today. God, let your grace go beyond these four walls. walls. Let your healing touch every life in body, in soul, in spirit, in marriages, in relationships, we pray. We thank you, Lord, that we are people that have been touched by grace and you have not finished with us yet. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Let's Come give on. Him Put all the praise together. today. Amen. Just before I hand it over to Mike, uh, let me talk to the people online. That if any of you have responded online, please contact us. We need to get you a Bible, get you some help, whatever that takes. But don't think because you're home there that you, you miss out the opportunities for you. Amen. Come on, Mike, take us out, man. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to get in contact with us or find out more about Highway Church, go to highway.com.au.